Good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Early Birds Podcast. And today, we have a special guest, Sean McNeil. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing phenomenal this morning, man. <laughs> it's early. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for coming out. I, I appreciate you being here. Yeah, dude. You and I connected super recently. Obviously, been following you on, on Facebook for quite some time. Yeah, I Learning a bit about <laughs> you, right? We, we had a nice little chat that uh, we can't share or post. With the rest of the crowd today, but uh, I just want to touch base with you. The Early Birds podcast, all we're about is about discipline, waking up early, being an entrepreneur, getting your day started, owning your day, making no excuses. You're a man of no excuses. Yeah, you're somebody that gets it done. And so I'd, I'd like I'd like the crowd to know a little bit. Just what's your background? How did you get into this space? How did you become a realtor? Yeah, so I started out as a marine. Uh, I got I went into the Marines. When I was like 21. It took me a couple of years to get in. Some like stupid issues going through the process of getting in doesn't really matter but yeah so i became a marine uh went through my four years got out and i was like i want i had so much responsibility when i was like getting out when i was supposed to be transitioning out i was like i want zero responsibility uh transition out and i was like i'm gonna do the college thing and i'm gonna get this fancy degree and i'm going to just like rule the world like with my like bachelor's degree and like just take my little bit salary and like i'll just live happy you know uh so i was doing that and then like i learned really quick i hated school like i knew it in high school but i i found out again in college because i was like man it's gonna be different because i don't have like kind counselors telling me i'm not gonna equate to anything you know like it's gonna be like a chill atmosphere and it wasn't um so my buddy was starting a uh contracting company for the dod so he called me up randomly just out of the blue one day and he was like hey listen uh, he's lieutenant colonel in the marine corps he was like listen I'm starting this company. I'm transitioning out, but we need people to run it until the transition date. So I was like, cool, let's start it. Uh, so we started doing that and I was working on like the, the technology side of things. Um, there's really cool accolades that I wish I could talk about, but I can't, unfortunately. Um, uh, at that point, the one thing I, I know I can was I was one of the very first people to ever successfully do a drone swarm. So yeah, like where you send like yeah. a bunch of drones like at a target. Like this was training because this was like a very new concept, but I successfully beat out like it's like a billion dollars for this technology with like six drones from Best Buy. Um, so I was like the only person to do that. So we were working with like General Mattis and stuff at the time back yeah. during the Trump administration. Um, so I go do this job and it's supposed to be like me running technology for like the entire Marine Corps and setting up their infrastructure for technology. Like how do, how does like a 12 year old kid go and make a drone and like, you know, take American lives basically. Like how do we figure that out so we can prevent it? That was my job. That is not at all what I did. I was like more like CEO running company politicians and stuff like that, which now I would probably crush it. But when you're 25 years old and you're running like a $7 million company, it's not fun yeah, like yeah. at all. So I go from that and I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. Uh, I get out of that job and I, I had like a little bit of money in the bank and I was like, I'm going to go. My One of my buddies was like, dude, go get your real estate license. It's easy money, you know, thinking, okay, yeah, yeah I'll go make some easy money, you know, go, go take the test. It was like the next week I went and took the test, got licensed. It was like two weeks, two weeks after that conversation license. And then I'm like, I'm going to do it part-time while I just kind of like work on other things, like work on some other hustles, that sort of thing, do it part-time. And then just the first deal closes and like, I'm hooked. And like, here we are, you know, five years later. So 
now you got my brain going, obviously. You you put a lot together just a short period of time there. So yeah. the first thing I want to talk about before I jump into you jumping into the yeah. real estate side is, is pressure. Uh, I, I think a lot of what we do personally, right? Entrepreneurs, growing a team, growing a company, you've been fortunate to, to start growing. And yeah. You got your hands in all these, these different kind of mm-hmm. uh, baskets. And obviously, you've done a great job of doing so. But with that comes that responsibility and that pressure. And I, yeah. I always... Listen, you know it's crazy. Call it a cliche, but I always think of Spider Man, right? You sure. know the, the more responsibilities yeah, portion of absolutely. it. Yeah, dude. And, and when 100%. you, as a kid, you see it like it's just like it's a good moment. You're not thinking about it. And then as I get older, I'm like, why am I thinking about Spider Man? But this <laughs> shit's so real. The truest statement in that entire movie, man. It, it is. And so for you, with that pressure, what did the pressure early on do for you? Right, with the Marines transitioning out into what you were doing, the CEO role, seven million dollar company, twenty five years old. How did that pressure at that point in your life kind of take over? And then why has that helped you be who you are today? Yeah. So because of the Marine Corps, I thrive in pressure. It's almost like I have to put my back against the wall to do well, um, which sounds crazy. Doesn't. But it's because because it's to me, it's like most people, you put their back against the wall and they crumble. For me, I'm just like, cool, give me a sledgehammer so I can break down the damn wall. Like that's my mindset. And so, yeah, you put me in stress, you put me in pressure, I'm tired, you know, it's been a long day, that's, I'm thriving, I'm thriving in those moments, because that's how I how I was for four years in the Marine Corps, you're always tired, you're always hungry, um, you always want to go home, and you're not, and you have to be able to thrive in those moments. Why do you, why do you think people can't break that mental barrier? Because I'm with you now, no, no Marine Corps for me, no military right. background, right? However... Uh, I'm a warrior. Um, I'm a champion. I believe in myself. I have a lot of confidence in myself. I've been taking care of my my family for a very long time. I started working at 12 years old. Yeah. Um, and I've I've been in certain situations that, uh, you know, 12, 13, 14 year olds probably shouldn't be 100%. in. And, and so I had to figure it out. There was no one there that was going to tell me, oh, it's all okay. So how, how do you, you know, I always struggle sometimes when you're talking to people and you're like, gosh, they just haven't gone through a lot. It's not their fault. I'm not mad at them. Right. Yeah. Thank God. I, I want, cause you know, my future kids, uh, you're, you're, your you know son right so you want them to go through uh, you don't want them to go through that so how do you teach somebody to break barriers to break walls you can't look at every like ceo i would say like a good chunk of them i would say most of them have not had that handed to them despite what the, everyone says i would say most good ones have not had it handed to them you know like obviously you know trump had daddy's money or whatever uh that people say but I would say a good chunk of them haven't. So when I when, what I heard was you started working at twelve, and I'm like, that's that's that explain that's everything right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, you know, I didn't have parents. Like I grew up in like wow. you know with like my grandparents. I never had parents. They were like you know druggies and that sort of thing, or at least my mom was. I don't really know my dad. Um, and then you know go from that, and then the anger issues, and then you go in the Marine Corps, and like you get humbled real quick, and like you have to go through these things in life to end up in our mindset because you don't want to go back. But at the same time, what's weird is you don't want to go back, but there's like this thought in the back of your head. That's like, I'm cool with going back. I'm very, very comfortable in a cardboard box. Put me there, but I'll thrive. Put, put me there. So like you risk, you risk more and you give up more knowing you don't want to go back. But if you did, you'd, you'd be okay. You know, it's it's like you become a monster, you know, yeah. and in the best way possible. And for you, from that standpoint, you know, not having the the parent structure, yeah. I always think to myself because I've I've interviewed so many people. I've been very fortunate to sit down and talk, mm-hmm. and it's it's the theme is the same. But I always wonder myself. It's like okay, so I got a guy like Sean in front of me, 
who he had this path, okay? And yep. then when you get to the crossroads, that path goes one of two ways. Yes. It goes dark or yep. you go to the light. In your case, you enter the light. Can you can you would, talk about that a little that, bit? I would argue that, actually, though. Go for it, I please. I love that. it. I think I started to go dark. Mm. And that's where the anger issues come out. You know, 18, like, I hate the world. I'm a victim. And uh, mm, I'm a victim. Mm. I go down that path, man. And, like, it just gets to a point where I think you're given multiple crossroads on this path. I, I truly believe that. And at some, you know, you just hit another one. And you're like, nope, I'm still going this way. Nope, still going this way. And at some point, something happened. I don't know what that is. Something happened where I was like, I've got to do something. I've got to be different. So I was like, I'm going to go to the Marine Corps. And that's where it started was that journey through the Marine Corps. You got humbled quite a few times throughout that process. <sighs> yeah, I got humbled quick, dude. <laughs> what, what, could give, give us a story. Uh, so my team leader was a jerk. Um, Thank you for saying jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a jerk. And I mean, like, this sentence is going to sound wild, but like, someone would do something to screw up and he would come over to me and he'd be like, you know, I can't punish him. Someone punish you. He's like left or right. I'd be like, I, I, I left. I don't Lance corporal. I don't know. And hit me across the left side of the face. Or I would do something like we'd be like uh, spitting on nine lines. He's like, you know, if you screw that up in real life, people die. Right. And I'm like, I, I know that. And he's like, cool. Left or right. So like, it sounds brutal. I get that. It sounds brutal. It doesn't. Dude, it made me into such like a man because now I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of anything because like I still have nightmares about that dude. Like my recurring nightmare is I'm day one, like just got in, just met him, and I've got to like they ran out of rooms to like sleep in, and I've got to go sleep in his room with him, and like that's my recurring nightmare. Obviously, separate beds, like two beds, but you know, like uh, that's my recurring nightmare. So since that moment, like. I, I thought I was on top of the world. I thought like I was this big, bad dude. And then I go and meet someone that's like bigger and badder than I am, you know? And what really ticked me off was we would do like he, every Friday he'd come into my room and he's like, Hey, we got beef from this week. And I'll be like, I don't know. And he'd be like, cool. Let's, let's, we'd like wrestle and beat each other. And he was like, this is your opportunity to take your shots at me. And what really pissed me off, I couldn't win in that fight like ever. At one point, I finally did win, and like that's when you know things kind of our dynamic. We became friends at that point, but uh, dude, that was like a year and a half into it. Like, so you did become friends with this this person? I did, yeah. In the long run, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is so okay. You ever heard that quote from Mike Tyson where he says everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face? Hundred percent. Right? Yep. So this is you now getting punched in the face, literally. Yeah. There's nothing at the time you could do. Nothing. Why nothing. do you, Why do you think like looking back, right? And and I know it's an, an extreme circumstance. You know, hundred percent. And I think about people in general where it's like they don't go through that journey, that struggle, yep. where you think you're the baddest, you think you're you're amazing, you think you're on top of the world. We all we all go through it, right? Especially from for for males, especially, right? Yeah. When you start dominating, the company's growing, you're doing well, you're crushing everything. You're like nobody can touch me, yeah, you know. No one. So when you and in that experience, and you're getting hit across the face there, and then it turns into a friendship. Why do you think he did what he did? Like looking back at it. Knowing who you were and what you told me I about think, being dark, I think he did what he did because he's just a jerk. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but it worked out good, right? Because that's probably what I needed. Now, like when I got Marines, you know, I had one that would like come to me and like I could, dude. If I gave him a bad look, he would cry, 
and like I've got to, I'm sitting there and I have to work through this. I've got to figure out like how do I man this kid up and like develop him into like a marine. So like we go from you see them develop over time. Like he went from that like couldn't look at him bad to crying. And I remember I, it was like two weeks right before I'm about to get out of the Marine Corps, and like one of his Marines now come up to me and he's like said something. And I was like, ah, dude, just call me Sean, man. Like I'm I'm about to be a civilian again. Just call me Sean. And he was like, okay, Sean, no problem. And uh, I didn't know that he was like right around the corner and he heard that and he came he comes up to that kid and he's like did you just call him sean he, he's like that's lance corporal mcneil and like grabbed the kid and like threw him up against the wall and i'm like whoa dude where did this come from this is kind of cool and it sounds like this is gonna make me sound so bad but it's like watching him become where he went from to that was cool and then to see him take that same kid and be like do you know why i'm mad I'm mad because of this. Mm. And I'm like, wow. Now he's educating too. Dude, I'm like, I'm good. I'm, I can get out now. So um, I know our, our camera guy is on, on here, our videographer. Mm. But Rami, does this remind you of, of growth a little bit about some of our conversations? Yeah. So uh, him and I, you know, when he, he, uh, he came to, to live with me uh, when he was kind of changing his life yeah. and going on a different path, um, I'll never forget because he's like, can you come pick me up? He's literally living on the beach in Santa Monica. And uh, he's told the story a bunch of times, so I don't mind sharing it. But he's like, I need you know, wake up our story. So I go to pick him up and I, I bring my car and I see this guy just sitting there broken. You know, just I could tell, you know, a broken person, you <laughs> yeah, know, dude. So I'm looking at him. I'm like, oh, God, what did I put myself into? You know, we're in California. So I got out of my car. He goes to give me a hug. I, look, I go look at him. I go, listen, put your shit in the trunk. Let's go. Yeah, he didn't give him a hug, nothing, you know, because I like, I'm like, I'm not your savior. That's what I wanted him to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had this talk later. I'm not your savior, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm here to help you, but I'm not helping you unless you put in the work, okay? Yeah. Like, don't waste my time. And that was the combo we had, especially with my growth, because for me, early on as a leader, I wanted so bad to like help everybody. You know, I'm like, yep. I'm the yes, yeah, let me do. I'll help you with this. I'll help you with that. I'm doing you a disservice because you're depending on me now to make you great. I can't make yep. you great. 100%. I can help you and hold you accountable. And that was the thing with him that helped tremendously. And now he leads a team of eight people. Yeah. And he's he's a psycho. He's dialed in. He's here early. Like look, look at him right now. He's here filming. It. And we're we're here yesterday. He's here at 4:45 in the morning. You know, just to get planned because we had podcasts at six. Yeah. This is a war. You've created it, but that's simply by holding them accountable. 100%. So I, I want to take that a little bit into your your team. Kind of transition back into. To yeah. This. And I, first of all, man, thank you for sharing because that's the side people don't get. And it's like for you, it's here's what's great. It, it doesn't bother you. This is your life. This is yeah. what you went through. This is what's made you the human being you are today. So I know other people are listening that that sounds crazy. It's not crazy to you. No, absolutely. It wasn't. It, absolutely not. Like for me, I mean, that was just life. Like you had to be, you had to be hardcore. You're taking someone like a kid, an 18 year old kid, because this is what they are. They're 18 years old. They're kids. Some of them are 17. And you're putting them, you're putting a gun in their hands and you're saying, go fight for your country. And that takes an extreme mindset. And so they have to be hard. They have to be. Now that takes me into real estate. You and I were joking before. It's yeah, like, yeah. okay, easy money, right? And then building a team. Let's be real. This, this real estate thing for you especially, yeah. this is not life or death. No. Right? So mm -hmm. now you take on this real estate journey. You're growing the company that you have. Can you can you kind of elaborate on some of the struggles that you've had growing the company early, but also how your previous experiences made it probably a little bit easier for you to get through just because of your ability to fight and push through and learn? Yeah. So 
the first thing, <laughs> haters. I know we t- we were talking about that before. Oh, well, we're gonna get into that. Yeah, Don't worry, haters. So we'll come back to that. But that's the wow. Um, I think the 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 biggest thing, or at least what I'm told by my team, is like the natural born leader. And so, I, and I was thinking about that on the way down here because I, I was on the phone with one of my friends, and I was like, no one's born, no one's naturally born a leader. You have to let someone experience stuff in life to become a leader. Mm. If I didn't have the Marine Corps, I would not be where I'm at today. So I had to go through the, the whatever, you know, all the things that I went through to become, to be where I'm at because it's so different. Like I'm dealing with everyday people with everyday problems and you've got to lead them in the craziest of situations. Like this morning, like I had one call me and she was like, Hey, like, um, I've got this stock. She's like, what do you recommend I do right now? And I'm like, all right, this. I mean, I have people whose parents die, like agents whose wow. parents die. Yeah. I have people who something happens. All of a sudden, they come to me and they're like, "Hey, I can't pay my rent." Mm-hmm. So, like, you've gotta, you've gotta be, you gotta be tough on people, but at that same time, you have to. They have to be able to come to you with their problems. You can't run a successful company if they can't come to your problems. It, like, I guarantee you, like, two all two hundred of your employees should be able to come to you and be like, "Hey, man." here's what's going on and and like that's the difference between like the leaders and the non-leaders is how they handle those situations you know you're spot on and, and one of the things we i talked about this yesterday and this is part of my growth and my journey um because you don't want to be a fixer right as yep. a leader now you do want to be a, a voice and you want to be able <laughs> to uh be spoken to and have conversations but here's what i tell people and i believe this in my heart of hearts I believe that our my relationship with anybody that I work with, right, as, as the owner of the company, the leader of the organization, yep. it's a two-way street. 100%. Now, my side of the street is bigger, and I'm totally comfortable with my side of the street being bigger because I understand that's the role and responsibilities I took on as a leader, okay? Yep. I will be a warrior for you 30, 31 days, however many days there are in the months as they go by. Yeah. But here's the one thing that I've learned about leadership and in, in dealing with people and holding them accountable. I'm going to ask you to be a warrior maybe five of those 30, 31 days. Mm-hmm. You need me to be a warrior 30, 31, and I'll be a warrior for you 30, 31. I might yeah. have my off days, but when I ask you for those five days of you being a warrior, you bet your ass you're going to be a warrior for me because that's my two-way street. I'm giving you 30, 31. I'm asking you for five. God, I want you to clip that. And then send that clip to me because I'm going to post that in my Facebook group. Oh, you're that was man. money Thank in the you. bank, dude. Oh, that Thank was, you. That Thank was you. great. No, 100%. I mean it. 100%. You've got to drive the bus, but at some point, some point, you've got to help. you got to give me directions. Yeah. I, I need help. I need yeah. help. Yep. And I'm not afraid to admit I need help either. 100%. What's that? How is it for you, you know, from with, especially if with military? Um, I've been fortunate to, to interview. I've had mentors, you know, military men uh, and women actually alike, but from the vulnerability standpoint, because I feel like a lot of people I've spoken to early on in military, they want to suppress, keep those down. And you found a really unique way, especially through social media to where you bring like the satire out, you know, you bring, you, you make it like, look, this is who I am as a human. Was it hard for you to be vulnerable? That's a good question. That's deep. Thanks. That's deep. Uh, I don't, I, I think my, my vulnerability is easy when I'm being funny. Cause that's how I dealt with things as a kid, just you know, uh, putting everything off and making a joke out of it. You know, like I can sit around and joke about like not having parents all day. So like, I mean, you'll see it like when I'm feeling down and stuff about like not have, like Father's Day comes around and like I'm just like, man, like I wish I had a dad to like 
me, him, and my son could go out. I'll make a joke. Like, I'll make a joke, like something about it. Like at some point in that day, I'll be like, yeah, you know, my dad, he just, he never misses. He's very, he's the most consistent person in my life because he's never there, you know? So like, I'll make that joke. And so I think for me, like the, the satire is, is a good way to process things for me. But like, as far as being vulnerable, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know that's vulnerable. To me, it's not vulnerability. It's just being, I'm a human. I make mistakes. I do. I screw up. And uh, I, you have to be, it, it comes back to the leader thing. You have to be able to admit that you were wrong. Dude, that's, first of all, thank you for, honest to God, bottom of my heart, thank you for sharing what you just shared. Because yeah. I think people, especially men, don't even understand. Like, you're so hyper aware of your vulnerabilities and you're so hyper aware of the fact that, hey, you'll use satire because this is, oh, yeah. it helps you. But the fact that you're honest about it, like that's where I think we we especially as men, right? No, no, nothing against the women, right? Out there, right? I mean, you, everybody deals with their own. Yeah. But as a man, there's certain things that are expected of you, and so one of that is like, hey, I'm not supposed to deal with my emotions. I'm not supposed to be vulnerable. You don't want to be aware. Like I'm so aware of myself. I I know when I'm off. I talked to you a bit about anger. You know. Yeah. That's something I'm still healing through every single day, yep. man. I I have my anger. I I have my frustrations. But I know I'm, I get angry, you know, and not not angry where I'm like, I'm going to punch a wall. You know, it's 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 that self deprecate. It's that self anger of like, I, why did I screw yeah. this up? How did I do this? It's 100%. not to other people, but it's like I, I know I need to heal because it's going to allow me to move forward. And for sure. you, your healing is that satire. But the beautiful part about it is it makes you who you are. Yeah. And it's allowed you to grow the company. And like you just said, the people that work for you, they know Sean. Yeah. And when they talk about Sean, they're like, yo. Like, yeah, this is my guy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And those are the people you care about. Yeah. And it's not the other ones, which leads me into what? The haters. Okay. Yep. yep. You're not really doing it for the haters. And we talked a bit. I was like, you're, you're how calculated you are. And I told mm. you, I knew right away because I know what it takes to make videos and do all this stuff with our production team. I was like, listen, man, I can tell when you post how calculated it is. Correct. Where did that come from? And why do you think it's so important with scaling and growing your business? So the social media thing for me has been hard mm -hmm. because I'm very open and honest. And because of the haters, people say a lot of stuff about me. It is just simply not true. And like most of the haters, they don't know me on a personal level. They've done, never done a transaction with me. They've never worked with me. They've never asked me for help. None of that. They just don't know me. They're a friend of mine on Facebook and that's probably it. So working through the social media thing has been hard. So I, I've toned it down quite a bit over like the last few years, but because like a lot of agents, you know, when I was starting the business, they were like, I don't like your Facebook. And I'm like, I, I don't understand it because like I'm a hundred percent referral based business at this point in my career, like a hundred percent. I don't, I don't need to pay for anything or anything like that. I'm out every time someone would come talk to me and have that issue. I'm like, it's crazy. Cause I outsell you. So I'm doing something right. So like, how do I hone this in to, you know, figure it out? And, um, so like the social media thing has been a challenge. Now we have 30 agents and I just don't care anymore because what do you, what are they, what are haters going to say at this point? Like watch his Facebook and no one's going to work with them. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, no, you're right, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. You got me. You figured out my flaw, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's the reason why no one's going to work with me. So yeah, the social, but yeah. So like, as far as the calculation go, I own multiple businesses. I don't make a post that's not 
calculated unless it's like you know like i see like a nice i don't know take a photo of something like hey here's what i'm doing you know because that's just like my my brain's off and i'm just making my posts you know but like when i make specific posts i've probably thought about that exact post for like three four days and that's the part people don't get and i try to explain to them that's the hardest part like when i when i post or when i do what i do it is so mathematically like dialed 100%. in and I'm, I'm bouncing ideas off of Rami all the time you know and I'm getting feedback and I'm dude and I'm taking the feedback like I'm like yo just help I want help I want help I'm trying to grow I'm trying to be great I'm trying to be amazing but you need the right people and the right people in your corner you know one, one of the things I'm, I'm very curious about with you just with the way you've you've built your infrastructure is uh your 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 no fear mentality yeah um, just throughout this entire podcast like i just see it in your eyes just to be very honest i'm just being real man like love you it. just i'm just being honest like you don't care no. and not not in a sense where you don't care where it's like you don't care about people it's just like this is this is truly me like real raw and uncut you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and i'm just dialed into it so from that fear mentality have you struggled in terms of when you're talking to your team members right and you're bringing them on board that have some fear and then if you do how do you kind of help them cope and navigate through it as their leader yeah so like we i'm probably one of maybe three that gets at my entire brokerage of 30 that gets all their business from facebook one of two um and so it's it's hard so like they'll come to me and they'll say you know like ah oh, you, you did this and like everyone's texting me like oh how could you say that and i'm like i'm like you have to are they paying your bills are those agents paying your bills if they're not paying your bills their opinion of you means nothing if you're not paying me i don't care what you think mm -hmm. because the people that hate on me I would say nine times out of 10, I outsell them. And, and and that's not, that's just a fact. It's not a brag or me being egotistical. Like that's just a fact. Now they're going to start to outsell me because I own the, you know, multiple companies. I, I just don't do a whole lot of that anymore, but like put me back in that position and let's go head to head and see who wins. That's what we, <laughs> I see Rami pointing. So, um, you, I, as you know, you know, that's kind of what I, I jump yeah. back into production oh, dude, I love and it. I'm just going ballistic. I love it. And not in a bad way. It's just like, okay, that's fine. You want to poke a bear? No problem. No yeah. problem. We'll poke a bear, you know, yeah. and, and just, just be careful to what, to what happens next. But, but back to your point, all these people that the haters, it's like, you're doing it. You don't care. Mm -hmm. They're literally taking time out of their day. They're leveraging their energy real energy and they're going i need to tech sean today yes could you imagine i'm being real with you for a second so from a psychology standpoint so I, I i have a therapist i literally every wednesday him and i meet i have it after after this podcast i meet with him again i've been talking to him a lot about energy and the way the brain works he studied a lot with with the brain neuroscience that's his background your brain is stacked on top of each other that's mm -hmm. how it was built from the day you're you're born yep so every day this is a fact you can only make a certain amount of decisions every single day and you only have enough yep. energy to make those decisions every single day this is a scientific fact okay yep so why would you as a human being waste it on trying to bring somebody else down could you imagine if every morning you woke up at 4 4 30 when you get up and you go oh can't wait to ruin someone's day today can't wait to attack another business Dude, it's not even that man like it's not even just like i wake up and then i can't wait to do that it's they had to see the post, get riled up enough, let it affect their day, and then come to me and then another person or, you know, 
talk to multiple people, talk their smack or whatever. That's we're talking hours at that point out of their day that I'm just living rent free in their head. Mm. Rent free, baby. There's rent nothing free. better than rent free. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge motivator to me. No, like when I see someone and I'm like, I live rent free in their head. They're not even paying a per diem. Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like just knowing that I'm like, I'm like, you know what I can do while they're mad at me for the rest of the day, I can go perform. You're so spot on. You know, I, I was telling you dealing with some some stuff and like what I did for me, I disconnect fast because I don't have time. Now, I get riled up for a second. Right. I was telling you. But for me, like I ran into an issue recently. I just remove everybody from the social media personally. That's how I deal with it because I don't I'm not going to sit there. I don't want to see it because it gets me riled up. Like you said, like that's how I deal with it. It's like, listen, just get out of my life. You know, I'm good to go. I got shit to do. I have bigger picture plans to deal with. So uh, we're, we're coming close to that time to get to get wrapped up here. And I, yeah. I actually. I was just looking at him. I was like, man, I might go over a lot on this, but <laughs> we try to keep him within that half hour. That's all right. So um, last question I ask everybody, and, and, and you, I'm really, really curious about this this one, um, especially with your life, and thank you for sharing everything, especially with the family and all of that, because that's man, that's trauma, right? That's stuff yeah. you have to deal with. That People people have no idea that what you dealt with. People don't know what I dealt with. Yeah. Most you, people don't know that I don't have parents. No, that's that's I had no clue, man. Yeah. Like, me personally, I had no idea, yeah. and people don't know my journey, and that's fine. Yeah. It's not their job to know. It's not their 100%. job to even care, right? It's my job to deal with it. So I will ask you you, mm-hmm. you this this question. 18-year-old you, okay? Yeah. Actually, let's start to go into 21-year-old you, all right? Entering the Marines, nervous, not knowing what to do, not knowing where he wanted to be, not understanding. Sean of today is sitting there driving down the street, maybe going to show some homes, maybe going to list some homes. All of a sudden, he sees this. 19, 20, 21 year old version of himself that's just about ready to, to enter the Marine Corps. And you get two minutes with that human being. What are two or three things you're going to tell that human being? I think the first thing I would quote Tom Hanks this too shall pass. Mm. This too shall pass. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's one of my, that's probably like my favorite thing I've ever heard a celebrity say. Like this too shall pass. Like things are going good, it's going to pass. Things are going bad. It's going to pass. Um, you're at the top of your game. Going to pass. You're at the bottom. It's going to pass. Like just taking it day by day and just letting things work themselves out. Like I think that would be the number one thing. I think the second thing I would say, just uh, know that you. At, like if I'm looking at myself, know that at this point in your life, you can outwork anybody. At 18 years old, 19 years old, 21, 21, you don't have to be good at anything. You can suck at your job. You can still outwork everybody. Especially at that age. Especially at that age. You can have the parties. You can have the drinking, whatever you want to do at that age. And you can still outwork everybody because you can sleep two, three hours a night. And you can run on empty and fumes and NOS energy drinks and monsters and whatever else you want to do to wake yourself up. You can run on that for a long period of time. You can outwork anybody. And then the third thing, to make a joke, don't get married. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, um, Sean, seriously, man, thank you for being on here. I'm just getting to know you more, and and, and hopefully you appreciate it as well. Yeah, man, it was a good time. But it it really was, and I appreciate spending the time. Uh, Listen, this is another episode of the Early Birds Podcast, and and I'm going to tell you guys this. um, I'm looking at a warrior right here. This is somebody that I never knew, right, just through social media. I'll tell you right now, there's a lot more to just social media to this guy. And for all of you out there that judge and that look and that hate, do me a favor. Look yourself in the mirror first. Figure out your journey. Deal with your trauma. Heal. 
Learn to heal. Because when you learn to heal, this is what you get. Mm -hmm. This is what you get when you learn to heal. Because nothing else bothers you. This is another episode of the Early Birds Podcast. I appreciate all of you for tuning in. Have yourselves a fantastic day.